Hope's Harbor, a gritty Bible devotion with David Bradley. Abiding, a deeper look, part two. Key verse is John 15, 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Since this last episode, I find myself pulled back to these verses again and again, asking God for a deeper understanding, but I think it might be correct to say what I need is a more expanded understanding of these verses. I know that fruit means good works throughout the Bible, but when you refer to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 as the fruit of the Spirit, it lists nine aspects of the Holy Spirit's characteristics such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and so forth. And so when we think about Jesus wanting us to bring forth fruit, God's revealed to me it means to bring forth his love in our life for the benefit of others. And that's what fruit does. The branch puts out fruit that others benefit by taking from the vine, and the vine being Jesus here. So just a side note. Well, in the last episode, episode 110, Jesus' plan for us was looked at in the way that we as the branch and Jesus the vine is cared for by Almighty God. As creator, God put in place the means by which he cares for his creation. The analogy Jesus gives in John chapter 15 reveals to us how God as a vineyard keeper watches over his vineyard, which symbolizes the relationship between Jesus and us. In the natural world, God left the responsibility of producing life from the herbs of the field with him. He must maintain all life, all the time, and for all time. That's his job. Ours is to submit to this process by first being willing to submit and then make it known to him. The devotion focus is God restores the fallen Christian and keeps the other Christians healthy. I want to point out as a reminder that in God's economy, there are things he must do for us, and then there are those things we must do for ourselves. This requires a balanced view of the application of biblical teaching. I've heard it said, let go and let God, or God does for those who do for themselves. Now, both of these can be true in the context of a given set of circumstances, but they're not to be followed uh, in, in one extreme or the other, because God is all about balance. Now, in the key verse of John 15, 2, we can see this balance. When the Bible reads, every branch in me, that is God's part to provide a place for a believer within God's very nature. We find this truth in Colossians 3, 3, which reads in part, Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, the next part of John 15, 2 reads, That does not bear fruit, he takes away. That's the branch in him that does not bear fruit. And so, a better way to understand this term, takes away, is that he lifts up. He takes away from the place where that Christian has fallen, whether it's in despair or depression, and then he lifts us up out of that. It could be fallen into a sinful lifestyle, and he lifts up out of the dirt. But again, this is God's part to do. And then we have a contrast when we get to our part, 
And this verse goes on to read, that does not bear fruit, and every branch that bears fruit. In this contrast, we see two conditions at work within the body of Christians, where one group is not producing the life of God, and the other is. Even though our part is to live in a way that allows God to live through us and to bring about good works, and then additionally, that those works must come through the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. They must come through love. And there are times when Christians fall into sin or into discouragement and depression, and it's hard to exhibit the good fruit. Now, when this happens, the Christian in that low estate isn't able to produce much in the way of Christian virtues. And God understands this. That's why he lifts up the downtrodden child of his and restores that person whatever it takes. He does his part. Then we come to the Christian in the latter part of John 15, 2, in which the Christian is healthy enough to allow God to produce fruit, that of love and joy and peace, and through those to good works and to his glory. What does he do to them? Now listen to this carefully. He removes anything in the life of that believer that may or is hindering the life of God from flowing through his child. This removal is called purging or pruning. In a vineyard, branches will have shoots growing off at wild angles, but these don't produce anything. They do take nourishment from the branch, and this hinders the branch from producing fully. When that shoot, hang on a second, let's call it what it is. The shoot is made up of the things of the world. They may involve busyness, mindless distractions, love of money, love of possessions, harmful inpouring of bad news from news outlets, addictive social media apps, and so forth. And so God has to cut these out of our lives, or at least he tries to. But even the best of us have fallen victim to these and other trappings that come because of the wealth we have lavished on us. Now, if a Christian doesn't allow God his way in pruning us, this can become a vicious cycle that may very well lead to a Christian no longer bearing fruit and then becomes one of those who fall and, yes, become that one that must be lifted up again. So how do we allow God to restore us if we've fallen or allowed God to prune things out of our lives that hinder our healthy growth? It's simple to know and difficult to practice consistently. You care to guess? It's to be willing. And this should go without saying, but if we're willing, there must be action. That action is first, first of all, Bible study. And hang on, not just studying the Bible, but sitting with pen and paper in hand, with your Bible before you, and then the really important part, prayer, asking God to guide you and teach you. We must ask God to help us and bless our efforts to change. We tell him we want to be restored if that's what's needed. Or ask him to remove any and all things hindering our usefulness as a servant of God. Now be honest with yourself here. How willing are you to give up things we've come to enjoy, like social media? And maybe not give them up entirely, but cut back and use the extra time to focus on your relationship as I must do on my relationship with God. Now, this is one of those times when we must make a choice to either be the branch not producing 
or a branch producing, and it's not a free ride. Yes, salvation is free, but to draw closer to God is work. In summary, God, while doing it in love, watches over us tenderly, lovingly, and protectively. But think of this. If salvation is a guaranteed destination of our soul, why do we need to work on our relationship? Why does God expect results from our lives here? Well, first, because it is to his glory we do so. Listen to John 15, 7 and 8, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Verse 8. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. The promise of answered prayers here doesn't apply to getting what we want unless what you want is the Holy Spirit and being fully influenced by the Spirit of God will bring forth the good work in our lives known as fruit. Now, the action to consider is take time to sit with pen, paper, and a Bible and ask God to reveal himself to you through his word. What you're after is to find out the things in your life that may be hindering the Holy Spirit from producing the fruit of good works in your life. Those works must come through the love, joy, and peace. I would encourage you to go to Galatians 5, and 23 and read slowly through those attributes of the Spirit of God. And why? Why would we go through all this work? Because it's easy to just go through the motions of the Christian life and drift our way to heaven. Next week's devotion is Abiding Through Friendship with Jesus. This is taken from John 15, verse 14. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.